0: Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. To episode 149 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And as the title says, we're going to be looking at people's message today because sometimes an email can be fine in terms of the language used, it's appropriate for the audience, the grammar is fine, there are no spelling mistakes, but sometimes it's still not a good email and I think particularly working with learners people really focus on oh did I spell everything right did I follow all the grammar rules did I make sure that everything makes sense and of course all these things are really important however um, you can still be a native speaker for example and write an email that just doesn't doesn't do the right thing when it reaches the recipient. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, Because although it's good to focus on these other things, it's also good to ask yourself a couple of questions, especially when you're asking someone to do something. Um, And I want to talk about an email I received last week. I don't I'm not going to name and shame the person who sent it to me. It wasn't a learner. It was it was another company um, who arguably should have known better. But I'm not going (laughs) to give details of who they were and what they did, because that's a confidential and b not really relevant. But it did make me think when I received it. And I thought, yeah, I could do something about this on the podcast and the blog, because it's an important takeaway lesson. um, And it's maybe something that other people can benefit from as well. So I received an email from another company. Um, It's a company that um, because I I have multiple things going on Um, I mainly do teaching but I also um, do some other work as well so it's it's a company that I have worked with before and they sent an email out to all the other people that work with them asking us to do something Um, and what we needed to do was clear um, but it was quite a lot of work and the problem was there was no there were two key things missing from this email so Um, There was an explanation about what was going to happen. There was an explanation about what we needed to do. But the two things that were missing were A, why? Because this is going to be quite a lot of work. And if I can understand why I have to do it, I might be more likely to do it. Um, And of course, you can't always give all the reasons for everything when you're asking somebody to do something. But if you are asking them to do something and they are not, say, I don't know, somebody working for you directly, because like if your manager asks you to do something, you don't always need to know exactly why it helps, because then you can do it in a way that's going to be useful to them. But like if I'm asking a member of staff to do something, I I don't always need to justify all the reasons and explain why, although I think that can help if you if you can do that. Um, but especially if you're asking somebody else in a, another team in your company or a completely different company, if you want them to do something, it's usually a good idea to say why. And perhaps you can't give all the details because it's confidential, um, but there's still a way that you can give it some idea as to why, you know, what the reason is, Um not just oh this is what we're doing now so you need to do something differently because like, why, why why should i i've got loads of stuff to do so that's the first thing that was missing the why oh, that is my email dog if anybody heard that i thought he'd been silenced but he hasn't okay so the why was missing and also the the benefits were missing so it was clear what i needed to do but not only did i not know why i needed to do this thing i also didn't know you know what's in it for me because if you if you're asking someone to do something that isn't part of your um like command structure that isn't part of your team um sometimes just saying please can you do this to help me is enough because you know people want to help each other that's fine but sometimes if you're asking somebody to change completely change the way they work if you can't tell them why they need to do it then maybe you can tell them why it would be better like oh we've got this new idea of of, um changing our way of work because if we do it this way, it will save you time or because this way it will um, be quicker or uh, we can save money this way or this interface that we want you to use is easier to use. And therefore it's going to be a better experience for you and or I don't know, maybe this has got a better reporting system so we can get better data from it if we do it this way. So something about why, if you can't say why the change has to be made, maybe they lost a contract or something and you can't do that but if you can't say why the change has to be made then maybe say what's what's good about doing things in a new way because sometimes people just don't respond well to change anyway whether it's in your own company or someone else people just see something that's different and think oh i don't like that can't do that that's not the way we've always done it but if you can part of really good effective change management is to to get people on board and say, okay, I know it's going to be a bit strange for you in the beginning because we we haven't done things this way before. But if we do get used to doing it this way, we will have these benefits for you specifically or for all of us. Um, So that's another thing. If you're asking somebody to do something, think about these two things. Have you included the reason, if necessary, and the benefits? um because as well as making it clear what you want that other person to do this the reason and the benefits are also important because they help to get people on side if you think okay i understand what's going on now i understand that i don't know this system is old now it's not being updated so we have to change to a new one nobody likes it it's going to be a load of work but you know it's it's not being updated maybe it's um not being supported anymore so therefore yeah okay time time's change we need to move on or something like um A lot of people will find it difficult doing it this way so we've we've looked at the process and decided to do something better um or all the reasons that the benefits like maybe you don't know why the change is going to happen but this is this is what would be good as a result so basically these two things as well as being clear about what you want the other person to do think about whether you need to include something about the reason and the benefits because once you've got people on side they are more likely to do what you want them to because like sometimes a good question to think to um, consider before you send off the email is how will people feel when they read this email or if you're more of a actions and you know if if you find it harder to think about how people feel then what will they do so you can think of either or both of these questions how will they feel how i felt was ugh, why do i have to do that it's, it's gonna be a pain <laughs> i've got a lot to do and i don't see the benefit for me for um changing the, the way that i work with you you're, you're asking me to to go back and and um not only work differently from now on, but, but change things from the past. And I just can't be bothered. I haven't got time to do that. Um, what did I do? Nothing yet. Um, I may still do it and and then continue to work with this company. I may think my time is better spent not doing that and and. Um, working with another company looking for another company to work with so I don't know what I'm going to do yet but I haven't done anything immediately which is not a good sign because as soon as people don't take action on your email it's like it gets pushed to the back of the stack of things that they have to do so that's another thing you can think about you know how um, how do people feel when they when they see this or they think oh yeah this is a good idea or they think why do I have to do this and what will they do You know, will this be something that they can immediately take action on or will it be something they think either it's not clear what I have to do or I don't want to do this. And then it just gets shelved to the put in the back of the inbox or like the bottom of the file. And then it probably won't get done because you know there's always something more urgent than the thing that you are trying to avoid doing. So just a few things to think about. I hope that's been helpful just using this real example I know I can't give you all the details and show you the email that that wouldn't be professional but I think it's something that we can all think about and me too like I I re-read an email that I wrote um yesterday and applied this you know how will people feel and what will people do test to it and I thought I could have could have done better here um because yeah the message was fine but I think um Some of the language could have been a bit simpler. I'm used to writing for um, large organisations and and that kind of style. But sometimes I think, oh, I could have I could have made that easier, particularly working with learners. I could have made this paragraph easier to understand. So I think for all of us, whether we're asking people to do things or communicating information, whatever we're doing, it's sometimes good to reread your own emails preferably before you sent them um <laughs> i didn't do that with my i mean I, I did to check it for for mistakes but i i a couple of days later i just had another look at this email i thought yeah next time i do one of these i can do a b c you know i, I can improve it in some way and it's it, nobody's perfect so it's always good to look at this in terms of how will people feel when they receive this and what will they do And if any of those two things are not how you want them to feel or what you want them to do, then, you know, there's there's room for improvement. And that's good because we never stop learning. So I hope that was useful. Um, If you are interested in talking about anything related to um, learning English, business English, there is also my Facebook page. Um, which is um, if you just go to Facebook and look for English with Kirsty and I also have a Facebook group Um, if you apply to join the Facebook group you do need to fill in the questions so I know that you're a real person um, who is interested in learning business or um, English or business English Um, so if you do apply to join then you do need to fill out the questions. Um, all of the details about those things are on the show notes page, which for this episode will be com slash podcast slash episode 149. Have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is Kirsty at englishwithkirstie.com. Go to slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.